This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and I'm joined here by my, get ready for it, prepared co-host, Brie Tucker. Oh, goodness. You got me on that one. Hello, hello. Okay. So I chose prepared because you've like mapped out our entire time today because we're we're actually trying to turn around this podcast episode very, very quickly. We just got off the call with Dr. Cheryl Ziegler. And now we're trying to get this out for you to air when you're listening to it, which is... Just a few days later. A few days later, hopefully. (laughs) <laughs> and that's a lot. It's a lot to turn around a podcast it's that a quickly. Lot. <laughs> it's a lot to turn around a podcast. If you don't know the whole podcast process, we do our interview usually if we have a guest. And then we do our intros and outros probably like a week or two later. We try to make those really close to the actual air date. Because we learned our lesson. We tried to do them really far out. And then like an episode aired. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. current events made that kind of sound weird. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and then we send it out to editors. And they edit it. And they send it back to us. And, it, and then, it's a process. And then there's the artwork, too, that's involved in this. And then the artwork and, then and the, show notes and mm-hmm. writing it up and each episode. Yep. So. She's the prepared producer. Bray produces our podcast. She takes it from start to finish. So yay for Bray! Thank you. Thank you. I I do worry about my preparedness, but I'm getting much better. So like I'm... I think you're awesome. I'm getting much better. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. So today's podcast, we have our first returning guest. We do! Oh my goodness. I was so excited that she said okay to coming back. Like in... Well, for those who have not already known, uh-huh. Dr. Cheryl Ziegler has written an amazing book, Mommy Burnout. Which Mommy is Burnout, which is 10. It is episode 10. It is yes. also one of, well, actually, we'll just say it is the most popular episode of the No Guilt Mom podcast so far. Yes. So if you have not gone and listened to episode 10, ooh, do that. 
Yes. Do that. It was a great, great episode. And so we were so excited when we were, you know, kicking around the idea for this episode. Well, the episode being about basically trying to handle the challenging relationships that come up, especially with family over the holidays. Yeah, because usually there are challenging relationships with family, but 2020 has seemed to bring it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, it's an amplified. Like it's normally at like a three Mm -hmm. and this year it's at a 15. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so we wanted to reach out and get some, some strategies and some tips and she has some really, really great ones for us, including what you can say to your kids if you witness someone else doing something that your family doesn't agree with, but how to make it non-elitist and not make the other person that they see embarrassed. And build that empathy. And build that empathy, which is very, very important. So Dr. Cheryl Gonzalez-Ziegler, affectionately known as Dr. Z by her clients, holds a doctorate of psychology and is a registered play therapist, author of Mommy Burnout, TEDx speaker, podcast host of Dr. Cheryl's Podcouch, media contributor, consultant, and entrepreneur. Her mission is to create community and have a greater influence on the mental health crisis currently facing the country. And we hope you enjoy our interview with Dr. Cheryl Ziegler. Hey guys, guess what? I have a secret for you. Joanne's birthday is coming up. It is. And you know what? I do believe that birthdays should be celebrated an entire week. Oh, I totally agree with you. We need to celebrate. Let's do it. Yay! Awesome! Okay, so starting on Friday, Black Friday, November 27th, we are going to have a week of deals for all of you. On the first day of Joanne's no, birthday. We are, we are not doing the song. Oh, come on. No. Fine. Okay. Here is what you need to do. Each day, we're giving you exclusive access for 24 hours to one of our No Guilt Mom products, and it'll have a special birthday discount. And we're bringing out courses that are only available a few times a year. Oh, oh, can we start with the homework courses? Of course we can start with the homework courses. It is my birthday, so I can technically do what I want. You can. (laughs) And I think that on my actual birthday, that's when we're going to have the biggest celebration. Oh, yeah. So here's what you need to do. To make sure you're in on all the festivities, use the link in our show notes to download the No Guilt Mom Mindset and join our No Guilt Mom community. And if they're already in the No Guilt Mom community, they're already going to get the email already, right? Yes, you're totally on the list. So be on the lookout for all of our birthday week celebrations. And let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you with us again. Thank you. I'm so happy to be a repeat. Oh my gosh. So I have to tell you though, your episode on mommy burnout is our highest downloaded episode so far. Oh yeah. Like Thank it you. is episode 10. It is a need that a lot of moms really need to hear about. And yeah, it's our most popular. So we're Ooh, like, well, that makes me feel good. Thank you. 
Yeah. So we really wanted to have you back on today to talk about these really tricky family relationships and the scenarios that all of us are going into coming into the holidays. Right. Because the holidays are already stressful enough as it is. Yes. But when you add in 2020, they take on a whole new life, don't they? (laughs) Oh, yes, they do. And everybody's Thanksgiving Day table is going to look, I think, really different this year. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So in some cases, it might just be your nuclear family. In some cases, you might have, you know, two members, maybe your parents or something, but the crowd isn't going to be as big, which on the one hand could be good, but on the other hand could be more intimate and a little bit more intense with the conversation that is happening. Right. Definitely. Especially if you are on two sides of a a different issue, especially with all the politics that happened recently and the thoughts on mask wearing and COVID, there is a lot of conflict potential around Thanksgiving this year. And I know like Bree and I have talked in our separate families about like our holiday plans. Like I'm going away, just my family, just my nuclear family. And then Bree has like, okay, so we're in Arizona. And uh, we're having an outdoor Thanksgiving. But on top of that, we're all sitting at different tables. So because it's myself and my two sisters, my parents. So like one family will be at this one table with their masks on and six feet away will be another family at a table with their masks on. At least that's as of right now. This is all open to be changing in the next like four days because it's taken me a lot just to get to this point where I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it if we do it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. And isn't that funny? I had a friend recently say to me, she was really upset. Like she normally hosts the big Thanksgiving. She's like, I'm not doing it this year. No one's coming. And I just naturally said, well, why don't you think about doing it outside? No. I am not going through all that trouble and who knows what's going to happen. I'm like, okay. So it's just like, I will tell you, just Thanksgiving is a hot topic. Just I know, right? Everything's a hot topic. Yes. It feels like everything is so all this or all that right now. And I just want to not feel so intense about everything every five seconds. Everything. I know. Right? I totally agree. Well, we can start getting into tips about what to do. Yes, because it's particularly if we're very conflict adverse people, acknowledging that rift between us and like certain loved ones is hard. So like, what do you suggest we do if there is that tension? Yes. So I'm going to talk about this, like, obviously knowing it's 2020, we're in a pandemic, everyone's situations are different. So even if this isn't about your Thanksgiving day table, at some point in the next few months or so, or minutes, you're going to encounter people feeling differently about a lot of things, whether it's straight up politics, the election, like you said, mask wearing, social injustice, police brutality. There is so much going on. But one of the things that I'll say, I actually can really use a real life situation. My mom just came out to help me because I just had the surgery. And so she came out and she, this year, decided she was going to be a Trump supporter. So I was like, okay. And I'm just putting that out there. I am truly an independent. I have voted Republican and Democrat before. This year I voted Democrat, she voted Republican. So I knew it was coming. And she is, I am not conflict averse, but she is attracted to conflict. She likes it. She loves it actually, right? So it's like, if you really want to bring it, (laughs) I'll get it back to you, but I'm not going to initiate it, right? I'm not looking for it. So I found myself in about two seconds getting all riled up, right? So then I had to take a step back 
it was almost like I was laughing at myself. So I'm like, you do not have yourself under control. I was just like, you voting for him is like, and I just, ah, I like lost my mind. And then I was like, okay, you got to lose your mind for two seconds. It was probably like two minutes. And then I like, you know, did a whole, I'm going to the bathroom and I composed myself. And I was like, you know, better. I gave my, like I scolded myself. So what I would say to other people is I'm being honest in that, like I somehow very quickly got trapped into it myself where I was like, it was hard because it was during the actual election that she was here but I knew better and I should have known to say, hey, like whether it's Thanksgiving, I know that, you know, there's so much going on. People feel so differently about Thanksgiving or maybe you're angry at your governor, whatever the situation is. But if we're going to do this, first of all, I don't want to talk about politics, but if we're going to, we're literally putting on like the microwave timer, right? Or get your phone out and put That's the timer on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like one of the things I would say is number one is because some people feel like if you can't do conflict with your own family, who can you do conflict with? Or what are you modeling to your kids if you can't even do conflict? Right. And so that definitely is a little birdie on my head. That's like, I'm not looking for this, but I should model for them that I can engage in difficult conversations. Or And I have said this to my kids a million times over the last few months. Just because someone has a different viewpoint than me, I might not like their viewpoint, but I still love them. Hey, all, it is Joanne and Bree here, and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. I have said that to my kids many, many times because, you know, in their world, I'm in Colorado, right? In their world, they look at somebody who voted for Trump as like, what's wrong with them? How could they almost an inju- like, how could it be like, it's uh, that offensive to them, but I, they don't understand. They don't understand like the whole, you know, some people, no matter what are always going to vote party lines. They don't understand that. So I do try to point out to them. I, we know multiple people in our lives actually that voted for different people. And they're like very, very close to us. We love them. And so I think that's a hard right. concept for them to grapple but I'm actively doing it, talking about it often so that they know like, this is never going to change my feelings about them as a person. And I have to learn how to split it. So I would say set boundaries. I would say separate the person from the politics. If they're older, everybody knows this, but everyone could use hearing it. You are never going to change someone's mind. You are never oh, sitting around a Thanksgiving table past the gravy. Someone's light bulb is not going to go off and say, you're right. I should. <laughs> it's really not going to happen. I no. That's not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. this gravy really, really opened my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> That's discussion. a very good point. <laughs> right. But you know, when we get heated, sometimes it's about sharing our point, but a lot of times it's about knocking sense into somebody. Mm-hmm. We it is. We're going to knock sense into them. We are not. We are definitely not. Trying to prove that you're right. And you really get into that conflict where like, if you're trying to prove that you're right, then no one's going to win the discussion because there's no way that someone will come over to your side. So like thinking that like politics, like we've been taught not to talk politics. We've been taught not to talk religion at family gatherings. So instead of engaging in that conflict, like, What do you think of just refusing, like putting a blanket refusal on it, especially at like the holidays? Yeah. So I actually really thought about this, like trying to be very realistic. And I think that it is another tip to be proactive and say, like, let's say someone is coming over. I am so happy and grateful that we can sit outside, that we can have Thanksgiving together, that we can be together. There are millions of families who do not get to do this. And please, please, let's not talk about anything negative. Let's try to make ourselves stay on the positive. Let us totally all be like drinking the Kool-Aid today. We are all in on, we're so grateful for health. We're so grateful for our healthcare. You know, we are so grateful the kids got to do half a soccer season. We're grateful for the weeks that the kids were into school, whatever. Or say, let's make this holiday season about 2021. What do we want to do When the world is back to a new normal, it's going to be a new normal, right? Where do we want to travel? Like, this is what keeps our family afloat. We've been talking about Hawaii a lot. You know, like this trip to Hawaii and the beach and who we want to visit and who we miss and just really, really focusing 
on that. So I think you can do that. And I also had the idea of, I recently wrote an article about like family dinner conversation starters. And so what if like the, you know, the past the turkey is also past the jar and you have different question strips in there and everybody, whoever draws the question answers it. So if you do that and they're fun and they're not like a hokey, you know, you know, your crowd, you know, your family, what they'll get into, you know, I think that that could be easily, not an awkward way to make it super fun. And I also thought about bring out the board games. Like, oh yeah, whatever Total you can board do, games. Right? What are your favorite board games to play with your family? We love apples to apples. Oh yeah. Total apples to apples. I, over see, I just yes. discovered that this year. <laughs> yes. We are big apples to apples. We like categories. The kids love charades. We recently found, found old school catchphrase. Ooh. Oh, like the way you have to actually like hit it. And like the digital one isn't as fun. You need to like hit it. So the card turns and yeah, that's it. I like that. We don't have that. I we like do charades that. and my kids love sorry. And then yeah. oh, yeah. um, I can't take sorry. And then there is, a, <laughs> we have four different versions of sorry. I bet you didn't know there were that many. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh boy. And they love this game that I found at a garage sale from back when I was a kid called Payday. Oh, I don't even think yeah. they make it anymore. It's a game about paying bills. Wow. And my kids think it's great. <laughs> it's what like, I will life. give you some real life. life. <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't have life, but they have it at their dad's and they like playing that one. I'm like, wow. that. so yeah. <laughs> I love that suggestion of keeping it positive, bringing out the games, having the question jar come out and just focusing on all that positivity and what you want from 2021 versus the blah, blah of these 2020. Are, the crazy like, thing is, is I feel like a lot of these things you would have done or they would have been first of your forethought in a regular year. Mm-hmm. But in this year, we're so focused on the constant stress. I feel like it's constantly every day, there's something new to stress or have anxiety over, mm-hmm. especially as a parent. Yeah. And I just totally like have forgotten all of these wonderful things you guys are saying right now. Just, oh, of course. Right. They're just so common. It's funny you should say that because I do, you know, I do a lot of different media segments and I will tell you every year for probably at least eight years, I've done the, how to handle the family stress (laughs) Thanksgiving day table. (laughs) It's funny. Like, you know, what's funny about this year actually is that talk about, you really want to be with the family that you're with this year. Like if you are getting together with family, man, do you want to get together with this family? Cause this is the easiest here to be like, can't go to Aunt Josephine's or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like this is the easiest year to get out of like, oh, the dreaded family dinner. So if you really, really are getting together, I know you want to be there. I mean, there's probably a very small percentage of people that right now are listening and going, no, no, I still feel like I have to be like, we all have a pretty big out. So don't waste this precious time you know, on any of it or like make everyone's family's different, but like make a joke out of it. If somebody slips up and like mentions election day or uh, what's inauguration day, right? Like, you know, get your phone out and be like, I'm putting the timer on. One minute, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. You get one minute and that is that. I think one minute is a good time for that. Yeah. If you have the board games out, use those timers, you know, yes. like the sand is yeah, going. Little, I, and once it's done, you're like, this conversation is clean. This we is, are this done. Is clean. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. finished. <laughs> so for all of those relationships though, where there is an actual rift in the relationship, like it got so bad that now family members really aren't talking to each other. It's like tension every time you have a conversation. What do you suggest we do about those relationships? 
Yeah. I just actually recently had a session with a couple like two days ago and they were saying that they're like, we're really to the point where we're not talking to my parents. Like they're avoiding our calls and you know, it's around politics and, but I agree. It could be about anything, right? Everyone's got way before 2020, there was conflict in families. So, you know, I would say, first of all, you have to know what is it that you want right now? What capacity do you have? Is it for sometimes it's the right time to say, Hey, we're going to get together on Wednesday. We haven't really been talking. We've been avoiding each other. Let's talk before Wednesday, right? That's one approach. In some cases that might be appropriate, but I would actually say in this case, the stress is so high right now. It's permeating everywhere. It might just be a little easier to acknowledge the rift. Hey, I know this has been a tough year for us and we're getting together. I just want you to know I'm so thrilled you're coming and I really hope to be putting our differences aside. You know, they'll get the gist. This isn't a deep conversation. I'm just putting it out there, you know, exposing the elephant a little bit. But then there's like some things you can do. I think that sometimes there's, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, where you know there's a rift between two people, but you can leave it and go, you know what? We had a good day today. It didn't come up. The world's problems are not solved between us, but we were fine. And some things that help with that, number one tip would probably be to limit the alcohol that you're serving. <laughs> That's, your That's, a, good That's, That's a good idea. That's yeah. a really good, again, aha, duh, of course. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Because like, so let's say, you know, whoever's coming over is the big red wine drinker or whatever. I mean, calculate the bottles. You're like, uh, I'm going to offer like two bottles of red and two bottles of white. You know what I mean? Whatever. Enough that you know they can't get plastered. Because truthfully, there is a ton of alcohol drinking that's been happening in 2020. And I think when there's stress between two people, especially, that's a lot of times their they're game plan. I'm going to walk in and grab that glass of wine right away just so I can be in their presence. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So limit that. I mean, huh. habit if that's what your family, you know, you is accustomed to having, but don't have a ton. Don't have a case of wine waiting for everybody or a whole bottle of whiskey or whatever it is. Like that's a recipe for disaster. So I would say limit that. The other thing is when you already know there's existing tension between two people, know specifically what buttons they push for you. Know your buttons. You got to know your buttons, right? And I even slipped up, right? I knew my story, how I opened that my button with my mom would be that she would have this gloating air about her that she, it was like, you know, I voted for Trump, you know, waiting for a reaction from me. And so I should have, I knew it was my button. And like I said, I should have been able to manage it better. I didn't, but I did constrain it. But still, I got to know my buttons. There's lots of other buttons that I know I'm aware of. And when they get pushed, you have to have a strategy. What is going to be your strategy? Is it going to be humor? Is it going to be stepping away? Is it going to be taking a couple of deep breaths? That's usually mine. Is it going to be make a joke out of it? Like, what are you going to do if your button or buttons are pushed? You got to have a plan. Don't go into this thinking it's just going to work out. Or a lot of people go into these things like, we're just going to get through the day. Like, that's awful. Yeah, you need a plan, definitely. What if you're like, because I can still relate to that. I have specific buttons around certain people and I don't go in with a plan. And usually the buttons that are pushed for me are the same that's pushed for my husband. And so all that happens is awkward silence at the dinner table. 
And sometimes that's a good plan because <laughs> you get the awkward silence yeah. and then you're like, okay, next topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could be a plan. I mean, now that you're bringing it to your conscious awareness, you could say, you never thought about it as a plan, but you know, you probably have casually said to your husband, you know, if that topic comes up, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. I mean, we have talked about it before and we're usually our tactic is just ignore it, just ignore it and move on to the next thing. Totally. So that's a plan. That's what a plan means. It's nothing fancier than that. It's just, what am I going to do when this comes up? Have a safety word between you and your, you and another family member. Okay. When I say bananas, (laughs) you're going to come in and start talking about, I don't care what, like your favorite movie from the eighties. There was this one movie garden state with Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. And she had the ear tug when she did the ear tug, that was the sign to like, Uh, get out of there. Like it's time to get out. And we did that for a little bit. Oh yeah. Kids a lot. I'll be like, like if the kids are sitting at a kid table, I'm going to go see if they need any more uh, food. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's your mumble technique. Yeah. The mumble, 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 walk away away. when there's, (laughs) when when kids get into a fight, (laughs) when they're like fighting in front of me, they're like, Oh, there's something in the garage. (laughs) 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 Then I'm not there to like be the audience to their huge like fight. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. But speaking of the kids, what happens, like we have these strange relationships with our loved ones, and we may not agree with everything our loved ones are saying. For instance, I bring up the mask science, and we don't want our kids exposed to that or that not so much exposed, but we don't want our kids to start believing that as like science isn't real and masks don't work and you're concerned about the safety. 
what do you do in those kind of relationships, especially among your kids? You can't just say, oh, like great grandma's totally wrong on that. Or can you? <sighs> well, I yeah, that's a really great question. That's one of those, I think that falls into the proactive category for me. You know, I think if I were going to be surrounding myself with people who I thought might like literally not wear masks. I mean, my kids, it depends on the ages too. So my kids are seven, 10 and now 13. And so I am having a lot more mature conversations with them. So now they'll say, mommy, did you see that guy? His mask was down here and his nose was totally open, you know? And so it's like, I just kind of feel like what I've decided to do, maybe in the beginning, it felt like a little, like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but it's really just point things out. I point things out, specific things for some reason for us that I point out because they're like kind of car issues, meaning like they see them in the car. We talk about them in the car is like people who jewel, who are vaping, right? At first, that was a topic that I just sort of like ignored, but you can't ignore it. Like if you're paying attention, there's just, at least here in Colorado, there's just people vaping everywhere, right? And it's such a huge plume of smoke. So now I just flat out, it was like, I gave up the ignoring it. And I'm just like, So let me tell you what that is. Let me tell you how bad it is for you. Let me tell you what a poor decision they are. And they're highly addicted. And that's why they're still doing it. So now we'll be in the car and they'll be like, that person's vaping. We have a tall SUV too. So they feel like they can look everywhere. They're vaping. Those are teenagers in the car and they're vaping. And so then we just talk about it openly, you know, and I don't like skirt the issue. I'm like, they are, it's not sad. They're either making a really bad choice or they're just so addicted. They don't even feel like they can have a choice in the matter. Right. So I, it's a little bit of empathy, like what I put in there. So, you know, grandma so-and-so who's going to refuse to wear a mask or, you know, uncle so-and-so is going to have the mask below his nose. I would probably proactively ahead of time say, you know, this is new for all of us and the way we're handling it is different. And some people just don't like to be told what to do. But in our family, I'm okay being told what to do. I'm okay listening to Dr. Fauci or okay listening to your pediatrician who says that we need to wear a mask. And if you want to take a break from the mask, just go outside and take a break from it. You know, so I would just, I wouldn't necessarily pick on anybody in particular. I would just make it a pre-proactive conversation and say, which I always go back to, you cannot control other people. You can only control yourself. And so don't freak out and worry. Like my kids are funny, like going back to the first analogy, but like their pediatrician really hones in smoking around them. And their pediatrician has literally says to them since they're like four years old, if you see somebody with those yucky sticks in their mouth and they're blowing air, you stop, turn around and go to the other side of the street and walk <laughs> away from them. <laughs> She's oh like, my <laughs> it's so funny. She says it every time, even at the 13 year old, she says it every single time. Those yucky sticks in your mouth, that'll kill you. I mean, she is just like, and I, I just, I'm cool with it. I just, yeah, I, okay. that's so, a fine thing to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, there might not be people probably in our immediate family that smoke, but they see, you know, if we go to a big football game or something, we go somewhere in public. I mean, it's obviously people are smoking. And oh, so yeah. They look at me, right? Because our kids always look to us. And I say to them, we know better. That's what I say to them. So they'll look at me like, you know, and I'll just say, (laughs) we know better. That's all. Sometimes I say, and we also, we're so lucky that we're educated. It's the other way I put it too. So now. That's a good one too. Well, my kids, anytime the smoking happens, like they see somebody, they're like, mom, 
they're smoking. And it's like, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> like, you deal. don't want to cause a scene. Like you don't want other, like, at least for me, I don't want that person to feel uncomfortable. Right. But at the same time, I am strongly against smoking. Right. So I like what you said about saying we know better and leave it at that. Absolutely. And I don't want to demonize everyone, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's smokers who are very good people. Some mm-hmm. of them are addicted. Some of them might be dealing with a stressful situation. Some of them have just been doing it forever, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? And so it's not a choice that I make. It's not a choice, of course, I'd ever want my kids to make. But I also don't want them growing up feeling elitist. You know what I mean? Whether it's like mask wearing or not, or smoking or not. It's like, we just know better. We make our decisions based on health and safety and science And sometimes people make decisions based on emotion, addiction, habit. That's the way that I talk to my kids, at least. And it doesn't come up as much with my clients, but with my own kids, that's the way we talk. I'm going to change my tactic on that with my kids. We know better. The the we know better, but also keeping that anti-elitist in mind and saying what we make our decisions based on and how other people might be making their decisions too. I think it's a good thing to point out and it shows them that, hey, they're not bad people. They're just using a different like thing to make a decision. So you've shared so much great stuff with us and we're so appreciative that you've taken the time again to come on and be on the No Gut Mom podcast. So like, what do you have coming up that you're really excited about? That's a really awesome question. Thank you for asking me because I have a couple of exciting things going on actually. Okay, tell us. I do, I do. The first thing that I have really exciting going on is that I am going to be working with a like a tech company to create a mental health platform for teenagers to try to address the huge gap, right? And the huge issues we're seeing in teenage mental health right now. And I couldn't be any more excited about it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this dreamy idea of how do we help teenagers who during, especially this pandemic, but even before you know, we're in a mental health crisis. We're in a mental health epidemic. I'm sure you're seeing staff suicides are going up. Suicide attempts in ERs are so high right now. That's crazy. Depression, anxiety. So I am so excited about that. And I also have started writing book number two. And so I hope that we're getting close to figuring out who our publisher is going to be and then being a full steam ahead in 2021 with that. So I feel really blessed. I really do. I feel, and I'm saying that only because I feel lately that I'm looking for good news. (laughs) It's so easy to focus on bad news. And so, you know, my positive spin on the mental health stuff that's happened is our clinic is busier than ever. I'm not like happy about that because obviously that means there's so many people in need, but I will tell you My gratitude around that is that people are realizing the value of mental health like I have never seen before. Sometimes the intake is even, there's nothing even that big going on, but I know my kid's spending way too much time in their room. I think they're really lonely. They're not socializing and I just want them to have an outlet. I want them to have some tools. Like parents are evolving to that point where they're not waiting for a crisis. They're actually valuing it like the sniffles almost, you know what I mean? Like anything else that we see physically with our kids. So I feel really, really happy about that. That is awesome. I like to hear that parents are taking this proactive approach when it comes to mental health. That's exactly what I was thinking. They're trying to like, like you were just saying, like with a cold sniffles, like we take our vitamins 
and we exercise, we do all those things to keep our physical health and like taking this proactive step of reaching out and being able to have a safe place for your kid to speak is amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm so excited to try some of these tips that she told us about in the interview. Oh, I know. Like, I, And again, my brain is still blown with the simplicity of a lot of her tips. Like just talking about like, hello, bringing back in games. Games, The yeah. jar of questions sounds like so much fun. And you know what? In the jar of questions, that one could even be done virtually with Zoom. Like you could like text each other mm-hmm. random questions. That would be fun. Like you don't know who's going to Russian roulette with the text messages. <laughs> who's going to get the next text message and what's it going to say? Totally. Well, and like something that you mentioned is that kind of thing would be top of mind, normal Thanksgivings. Right. And then this Thanksgiving, I feel like our brains are so clouded with stress, especially if we have complicated relationships within our own families, that we're just trying to figure out how to make it through rather than trying to figure out how to make it as fun as possible. Right, right. Like you just said, there's so much stress going on. I just feel like we're constantly in a state of stress. Every day, there's something new that I'm worried about. Everything from the world to my children, every day there's something new that I'm, that anxiety is knocking on my door. And it's, and you're right, it's making my typical judgment, typical thought process of how to handle these situations a little bit cloudy. And that's typical with anxiety too. I mean, when we had Dr. Michelle Borba on, she said about how when you have a lot of anxiety and stress, your empathy shuts down because you're basically in a survival mode. Right. You fail to recognize the emotions of other people and you fail to notice the good in the world because you are so stressed and focused inward. Right. So I think that's only normal when we're in this really stressful time to not know what we're doing. Right, right. No, 100%. So I definitely feel a lot more ready Mm -hmm. for the upcoming holidays. Yes, yes, me too. And I am so excited for some of Dr. Zegler's new stuff that she has going on. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for the book and the app. It sounds so awesome. It does sound awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, hey, could you hit subscribe? And you'll get episodes like this delivered right to you as soon as they come out every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you have just a minute, if you could give us a review. Yes. If you enjoyed it, we would love to hear about it either by stars or by you writing a couple of lines about what you think. Yes. Because when you give your review, that tells like the Apple iTunes gods to show this podcast and share it with more people. And we would love to get it into as many mama's hands as possible. So if you enjoyed it, we would love to hear your review. And if you didn't enjoy it, let us know what we can improve. Hello at noguiltmom.com. Yes. And if you have any guests, uh, anybody that you would love to hear us bring on to the lovely No Guilt Mom podcast, by all means, email us at hello at noguiltmom. Let us know who you're thinking of. We would love to try to reach out. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? 
Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.